I'm Dana Healy, and you're listening to Cities Speak. Welcome back to City Speak. I'm really excited for the guests that we have today. The Sundance Family Foundation works to advance youth development by building pathways for youth to gain job experience. Since 2003, the organization has helped fix unemployment problem for low-income families of youth and communities of color. Our guest today is Executive Director Peg Thomas, uh, who has been with the Sundance Family Foundation since June of 2014. Peg, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is a great topic, and um, I'm thrilled to be here at Nine North Media. So can you give our viewers a real high level of how uh, Sundance Foundation works uh, and a couple of the programs that uh, you're really proud of? Sure. So Sundance Family Foundation uh, was uh, founded by Nancy Jacobs uh, and Mark Sandercott in uh, 2004. And they were really focused on youth development, youth and, and family sustainability. And we've changed over the years. We were very focused for about the last four or five years on youth social entrepreneurships. And those were organizations kind of after school, out of school programs, giving students the, uh, the work readiness skills that they needed, uh, giving them the soft skills, the uh, social emotional skills, and also the community, as you, as you mentioned, the community and cultural engagement that, that is so needed to help youth stay in the jobs, but also become our civic leaders. When we were doing that, we realized that, uh, that youth who are going through these amazing programs all over the Twin Cities, there are about 70 of them around, around town, um, weren't getting into the workforce. That they would go into a great, a great program and then drop into an abyss. In some areas, North Minneapolis, Frogtown, um, areas in Brooklyn Park, uh, areas in the northern suburbs, uh, southern suburbs, unemployment for youth 18 to 24 is staggering. It's double digit of the unemployment uh, for other people. And, um, and so we decided then to focus on 18 to 24 year olds. We then decided to try and create what we're calling a middle skills career pathway from the organizations that provide career exploration to the uh, to the employers, so that's the business that we're in right now. Um, that's a really uh, pivotal thing that we need right now within our community, as we have seen, especially coming off of the pandemic. Um, so, uh, related to uh, the specific programs and uh, for youth, are there certain um, uh, titled programs that you have? that kid, the students can apply for? No, so as a foundation, so this is the kind of tricky thing about foundations and nonprofits. As a foundation, we fund the nonprofits that provide the programs. 
And so we are in the process now, it's called a grant round, where people have applied to us. We do site visits and we vet the programs and then we provide funds to their programs. So we look for a number of different things in the program. Um, we look for, so I'll, I'll talk about the nonprofits first and the career exploration and then education and training. Um, when we when we look at the programs, we look at uh, are they providing mentors to the youth? Are they providing the solid skills development in workforce readiness and in in as I mentioned those soft skills, those professional skills um, that employers are really looking for in in new employees today? And then um, what we've been really focusing is what's the next step? Are the youth going to be going to um, education and training? And are they going to be able to pick up some credentials? So we, we used to do something, and, and um, I see you have our career pathways up. And, and so let me, let me walk us through this for a moment. The career pathways is um, a riff off of what Summit uh, OIC did. Uh, they they have a C3 program and we we used their model to create this. So in the beginning for youth who are younger um, and it can start as early as third grade, you have career exploration. I mean there's a very big difference between wanting to be a cosmetologist and wanting to be a welder but it's the same, it is the same skill. And so all those young women out there, mostly women, who, you know, they do these incredible designs on nails. Instead of earning, you know, $7.50 an hour at a nail salon, they could earn $30 an hour as a welder, but they haven't really seen the, that they could do those things and, and do the nails on nights and weekends. Um, and so, and welding is not like it used to be. I mean, it's not like flames in the background and all this kind of stuff, you know. It, it, it's actually a good career. The second area um, in exploration is called earn and learn. And um, this is where you are earning and learning. So for those youth who are 18 to 24, they left high school and, um, and then suddenly they don't have the guidance counselor. They don't have anybody to help them. So there's the earn and learn after education and training, they would be able to get a job that starts about thirty-five to forty thousand uh, with short-term training, and then the goal is to keep training and move into a middle skills career that has that will earn you will earn fifty to seventy-three thousand, and you will have benefits, and you will have family health insurance, and you will have all the things that you need to really stabilize. So that is our career pathway. Um, and, and we build this on, thank you so much. We build this on the theory of change, um, the United Nations Sustainable Development Goal number eight, which is creating a, a youth specific and equitable workforce development system. That's a lot of information, I know. <laughs> Um, no, that's uh, that's really valuable. Thank you so much for uh, walking through that um, slide for us. So when we were off the air, you mentioned uh, a documentary that you'll be rolling out. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
Sure. So for the past two years, uh, Open Window Productions has been working with us to uh, create a, a documentary that has case studies of youth who have gone through this journey and have been successful. And so we focus uh, around town, we focus on a number of things. We focus on um, the police, the St. Paul Police, uh, LEDPDC, LECPD, uh, I'm going to get that wrong, LEDPC, let's go with that. Um, and their program, uh, instead of waiting for youth to graduate out of the two-year community program that will give them the, the training that they need in order to be a police officer, St. Paul is hiring uh, CSOs. And so while they're a CSO, they're in AmeriCorps, they're getting their training, and they're going to have their two-year degree and then become an officer, and it's brilliant. So they're able to attract the young people who really want to be police officers, but can't get into that hurdle of affording, uh, affording the, the training that's needed. So that's one example. Another one that I love is um, CDL driving. Um, that if you get a CDL driver's license, you can you know, work with snowplow removal or uh, snow removal. You can drive a snowplow. You can uh, drive any sort of large vehicle and make quite a bit of money. Uh, another one that we followed was uh, the story of Michaela, who went from being homeless and uh, going through PYC, um, the LEAP program uh, sponsored by um, PPL in Minneapolis, and got her degree in pharmaceutical uh, uh, training uh, so that she is becoming a pharmacist assistant at uh, a local pharmacy. So we have a number of programs that really show how people can earn and learn. That's just those specific examples. Um, are, it really just embodies what the whole uh, foundation does. So that's uh, fantastic. Uh, how can employers do better for these young employees coming in? Uh, for example, I see a lot of job posts, entry-level job posts that say you need to have three years of experience. <laughs> what are some ways us as employers could really do better by this, these youths? Um, I think you hit the, the, the nail on the head there with that. Um, employers, if you're hiring an entry-level person, make sure that there is a continuous learning pathway to a middle skills job. So you might hire them you know, at $17 an hour. How about an, uh, an apprenticeship? How about having an apprenticeship from when they start to when they are like a journeyman in that particular trade so that they will stay with your company and that you will have an employer that has middle skill uh, within two to three years. So one of the corporations that is doing that now, Aon in Bloomington, is beginning an apprenticeship program for their entry-level employees in, um, in financial services. So while we had apprenticeship programs in all of the trades that led to a journeyman um, position, we can use that model in finance. We can use it in broadcasting where you bring somebody in and they become an apprentice 
and their earnings increase, but they have family benefits, they have educational benefits. The, uh, the organization, rather than spending $10,000 each time you have to hire somebody new with all the paperwork and all the transition and all the lost time, instead put that towards a package of educational support. Hmm. Um, also look at other things which are transportation, childcare and emergency supports. Um, we hear often uh, employers thinking, oh, that's coddling or babysitting our, our new employees. The fact is that most young people don't have driver's licenses at this point in time. They don't because it's just too expensive. It's $350 for the driver's training before you're 18. And then after 18, you probably know how to drive and you're using the car and you're, you don't have your license. So um, helping young people get their driver's licenses, but also helping them get to work and back. Van pools, uh, Metro Council has an amazing program where you can get a van, three or four people can get into the van and the driver gets it for 250 miles a week. So there are a lot of programs out there that we are trying to connect. Um, it's not as hard as you think to be an exceptional employer. That's, I'm taking notes on how we could do better here. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what do you see long-term for the Sundance Foundation and how you can continue to make an impact for our youth in the Twin Cities area? Well, we're doing these Zoomer cameras, which is uh, every Friday at 11 o'clock, we do something very similar to this, which is uh, a podcast that features those organizations that are providing the guidance to young adults, um, training opportunities, green job opportunities. We feature different employers and we, make, we try and make the connections in our Zoomer camera directory. And we, we then put that in front of 300 guidance counselors, program managers, career force navigators around the Twin Cities. And what they've told us is that, that uh, by giving them the connections with employers, it has greatly reduced the amount of time that they've had to individually go out and search for those connections. So I would say that uh, our goal is to do more of that connecting, to be able to get more of the employers in the Twin Cities uh, on our podcast, on our Zoomer camera, and uh, to get them connected to the guidance counselors, program managers, and workforce navigators who will help them get great employees. Um, how are you finding those employers and how, is there a certain like vetting out process that you go through? Do they have to hit certain marks that you would have them on um, your podcast? We try and uh, feature those employers that have a pathway to success, that have an earn and learn program, that have an, uh, an apprenticeship or they are working closely with, with Summit or Hennepin Tech or St. Paul College. Um, any of the, the colleges in the area that provide the credentials, the stacked credentials or the articulation into degrees. So we look for those, those programs that are kind of the, the best of the best, the case studies. Um, the trouble is that they're, you know, we, we search as hard as everyone else to find those employers. So 
if you have a list, send it our way. Um, it's uh, info at SundanceFamilyFoundation.org, and we'll put you on our show. Awesome. That's uh, such a great, valuable resource for our uh, community. So thank you so much for that. Is there anything else you'd like to leave for our viewers before we wrap up? You know, there is there is so much out there. I'm I'm thrilled that the, the state of Minnesota's career force is really gearing up to focus on youth 18 to 24. Um, at, in the past, uh, workforce centers were good for people who maybe were transitioning from one job to another. But if you were coming out of high school, it, it never occurred to you to sign up with your career force center. Ramsey County is probably the best county in the state of Minnesota for the work that we're, they're doing to connect youth to, um, to jobs, to employers. They're putting career force centers in libraries. I mean, they're doing everything that they can. They're making new websites. They're making directories. They um, they really focused CARES Act money, and now they're going to focus other uh, money on creating these pathways. Um, Department of Labor and Industry is doing an amazing job with apprenticeship programs. And next week, they have a webinar on uh, creating great, great apprenticeships. Uh, Mentor Minnesota. I mean, I could go on and on with all these different great programs that we need to connect one to another. They're available to all of you and um, they'll save you a lot of time and, and you'll end up with great employees. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, coming on and educating us about the Sundance Fa uh, Foundation and everything that uh, you're doing for the community and supporting these other nonprofits who are uh, impacting our community so well. Oh, thank you, Dana. And, and let me not forget to the, uh, the, the public and municipal and nonprofit jobs. Um, as you were just saying, taking notes, um, we need to do a better job of cultivating the talent that we want in our nonprofits and in our government agencies. So all of us, I think, are learning a lot and making new pathways to middle skills careers. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. And to our viewers at home, if you've enjoyed this content, please like, follow us on social media, check out some of our blogs and our past episodes. I think there's something like 80 of them on the website. So we'll see you next week. You've been listening to City Speak. If you've enjoyed this show, please like, comment, and share on social at Nine North Media.